Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. Today, I am hanging out with Kat Del Carmen. Say hello. Hey, I'm so excited. Yes, my girl Kat is up in the house. Um, so me and Kat met on Instagram. We're just two podcast gals and we connected that way. I feel like every episode now I just start with like, so me and XYZ, we, we met this way. But I think it's fun yeah. and the listeners context. So we are just two podcasters that connected online. We've done a live together. Yeah. Um, and I, I hit up Kat and I was like, you have to come on my show. And she is going to talk about all the abundance of things that she's been up to this year in building her brand, her biz, and her podcast. So without further ado, tell us about yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Hi, everyone. So my name is Kat um, online or on Instagram. I'm Kat Del Carmen, Catalina, if you speak Spanish. <laughs> and I am a business and life coach and a podcaster. And actually, I'd say I'm a podcaster first because that's kind of how it all started for me. Um, but honestly, I just love education. I came from the learning and development field like at work and I love educating people. So that's really why I started my podcast. Um, I, you know, to give you a little background on why I started my podcast, I honestly was trying to figure out my thing. Like I went on this two year journey where I was like, became a fashion blogger, then a lifestyle blogger, realized I didn't like being like selling stuff. Then I decided I want to get on YouTube and I got on YouTube a little bit had my baby, you know how that goes, Elizabeth, you kind of slow down in life a little. And then after that, there was literally, I had been thinking about a podcast and no joke. I was, I kept saying, "Eh, everyone's starting a podcast, like blah, 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 blah. Like I was giving myself these like excuses of why I shouldn't. And I had also already built a blog and didn't like it, built a YouTube didn't like continue. Like I wasn't consistent in anything. Mm -hmm. One day I sat down. It was when my baby was like seven months old, maybe, you know, five months old, five months old. Mm -hmm. I was doing a couple YouTube videos and I went to my job to record it on a Sunday because it was the only quiet place I could find. (laughs) Sat down, recorded like a minute and looked at it back. And I was like, I don't feel good. I don't look good. I don't like the background. I'm not feeling it. And I don't know what it was. It's probably just Jesus. (laughs) But in that moment, I was like, I'm starting a podcast right then and there. And then literally I launched my first three episodes in 10, 10 days and created the podcast in like five days. It was like, I didn't think twice. Like I was like, I have to go fast or I won't, I'll give up. Like I know myself, like I have to go fast. Yeah. So then the reason, like the actual point of the podcast was I have always been a person who was just like the motivating friend. Like I was the friend that like, if you came to me and you were feeling down, I would like quickly lift you up and tell you you're a badass, la da da da. And, um, my first couple episodes were really inspired by a cousin of mine because she, we were just having this conversation a couple weeks back and she was telling me how she just doesn't have like 
the confidence to like ask for pay. We were talking about salary negotiation and I'm very passionate about salary yeah. negotiation. And in my eyes, my cousin's like such a badass. So when she told me this, I was like, what the hell do you mean? Like, what do you mean? You don't have the confidence to do A, B, and C. So follow that fear. The first couple episodes, I was legit just speaking life, speaking positivity into my cousins, but I just picked up a mic and was like, no, this is what we need to do. We need to fix our mindsets. Like we need to stop playing the victim. Like we just, I just went off. And in the first three episodes, I didn't, I didn't edit not one bit of it because I didn't know how to edit. And I was like, Kat, you're going to do this one round and that's what you're putting out there. And if it's horrible, then guess what? You're going to have to deal with that. So the first three episodes, I just had to go fast. Like I had to go fast. So then what that blossomed is into turning it, the now follow that fear is a space where um, I mean, I guess like my little slogan is we, f- this, the, the, the podcast is dedicated to, um, folks who are ready to follow their fear, pursue what is calling them and take it one step at a time. Um, I'm really passionate about going about things imperfectly and going fast and being authentic in it. And we talk about business, we talk about life, but out of all everything, we talk about personal growth and we share stories similar to your podcast. I, that's how we met. We were like, our we podcast, exactly. yeah, our podcasts are definitely totally aligned. Um, and when I started listening to yours, like the first couple episodes, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. We are totally like we're vibing. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. I love that story. And I love that you said, like, I basically took everything I was telling my cousin and like just got behind the mic and said it and I was like in my head I'm like oh my god are her listeners like we're her cousins like it's official you guys are my cousin for real no joke like sometimes you know, like oh my my podcast tribe you know like my tribe my community but then I was like wait no we're cousins yeah I just you know what's funny is I just started my Facebook group and I called it follow that fear fam yeah because we are family Yes. Oh my God. So yeah, that was like what was going on in my head while you tell the story. <laughs> but I love that. But I wanted to ask you, you mentioned a little bit about mindset and I like to chat about the, um, pretty often on the podcast. What for you do you think changed in your mindset to finally decide to create this? You know, you had just recently, literally very recently become a mom. You yeah. Know, you're a partner. You were working, um, full time. You're sneaking into work. Well, I'm thinking, yeah. sneaking <laughs> on a little fun element on a Sunday, right? So like, what for you changed? Yeah. You know, I had been trying, I had been on this journey of finding my passion and I feel like I put so much pressure on that and I was like, but what do I want to do? Maybe I want to be an influencer. Like I always wanted to start my own business. I always wanted to do something and I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And I want to say my, the mindset piece that really switched is I had, I had to be okay with showing up imperfectly. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that is where, that is what really changed because when I had my son, I was just, you know, a sloppy mess and I really wanted to create and I was really looking for my identity again. So anybody who's a mom can relate to that. You really lose kind of your identity in the beginning because you're like just a mom. That's what it feels like. You're just a mom. All you do is feed your baby and take care of your baby. And it's all about your baby. So when I was in this journey of 
figuring out, like really finding my own identity, I, I just decided to like get the weight off of it. Like I, well, it, honestly, it, it started by, I put together a workshop. I was going back to work October 7th and I told myself, I'm going to get on Instagram, use my little following, and I'm going to put together a personal development workshop in my local city. And that is what I did. And that was the first time I used the name Follow That Fear. It was called Follow That Fear. And it was a workshop, a women's empowerment workshop. We talked about fear, how it plays a role in our life and how our beliefs and our mindset really are, we, we hold it back. We, we hold ourselves back. Um, so what the difference between that and all the past times were I decided that I officially didn't care if I did a bad job. I just had to show up, whether it was messy, whether it was imperfect. Um, I started getting on my camera, on my, on my IG stories, and I would tell my, um, my Instagram community, I'd be like, I just pick a day. Like if I felt I was procrastinating, I would make a commitment to my audience. So for example, I'd be like, hey guys, I'm going to do a personal development workshop. The next week, I'd be like, shit. I told everyone that I need to like start moving forward. I'm procrastinating. Great. Get back on my IG. Hey guys, save the date, October, blah, blah, blah. And like just literally started creating the event by holding myself accountable, by showing up to my audience and telling them, this is what I'm going to do. Save the date. Then again, I would procrastinate again. And then I'd be like, shit, I need to like find a location. And then I'd be like, I'm going to find a location by end of week. Don't worry. And then like, I'd make it happen. And I just decided to show up messy and perfect and really just take action before letting my head get to it. Because I feel like we, we let our head get to whatever we want to do. Like we, we will find every excuse in the book not to do the thing that we really, that really is calling us. And I had to figure out what was going to keep me accountable. I think that's hard for many people. Still hard for me, right? Um, what is going to keep us accountable? And then once you find something, and it's different for everyone, once you find something, for me, it was telling the world I'm going to do something. That felt like, oh shit, then I really have to do it. Like I have to commit to this. Um, and yeah, so like when, number one, I really had to stop caring what people were thinking and show up messy and perfectly and just take action. Like those are the three things I had to do. And that really changed in my mindset to just allow me to have space to grow and evolve and be okay with have, having it be a little messy. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially as I grew this. I love, I love this concept of the messy and imperfect, right? Because I feel like we were even talking about this a little bit before we started recording. Like, we just kind of like showed up. We were like, all right, like this podcast thing, like, let's just, let's just show up and let's do it. And I feel like I was definitely, I definitely didn't do mine in like five days, <laughs> but you know, the, the inner critic. So I wanted to talk about like how messy and imperfect can still be a glow up and how like we can both totally relate to that. Um, and maybe like any, any examples of like other people that you've like, chatted with that you're like wow see you just showed up and like this this um lack of perfectionism has helped you be present in your brand building or in your biz yeah you know you're 100 right like 
I mean, we know this, right? We're podcasters. I feel like a lot of people think like, oh, because we have an ongoing podcast, like we must sit in front of our desk and have a mic and talk and like have this whole setup. But no joke, y'all. I personally still record from my phone, like my solo mm-hmm. episodes. Like I record from my phone because that works for me in my life. So like it doesn't ever look the way that it feels like it looks online or this way or that way. And I, after interviewing like so many entrepreneurs, so many creatives, so many women, um, it's, it's really been like comforting to know that like, oh, we're all a hot mess. Like this is a hot mess when you grow and you do stuff. So like, for example, I had my sister on the show. So my sister is a photographer. She's a boudoir photographer, right? She takes like beautiful, like super sexy photos. She, she loves it. But I saw her journey and I always knew I wanted her on the podcast, but I got to really see her journey. And she started as a Mac makeup artist for 10 years. She became like a Mac makeup counter manager. And like, I really saw her evolve. Mm -hmm. She was the head of her household, holding, holding it down for five people, her three kids and her husband, who he was a stay at home dad for a long time when the kids were young her whole time there. Like she paid all the bills. Wow. He was so over it. I remember one during, during Christmas time of like, I forget the year, maybe 2016 or something. She was so fed up and tired of her job and she decided to quit with no plan. First of all, as her sister, I was freaking out. I was like, what are you doing? Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And then I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to pay the bills. Like I'm going to have to pay her bills. Like I was just stressed. Right. And I've always been the person in our family who like feels like they need to take care of everybody. So I was super stressed and I saw her in this journey of figuring out she wanted She told herself, I want to be a photographer. No joke guys. She just showed up. She taught herself how to use her own camera she taught herself how to edit, like, beauty. I mean, y'all need to check her out. It's Azalea Boudoir, A-Z-E-Y. That's the beginning. That's all I know. But now, no joke, she is charging thousands of dollars per client. You, in October, in a couple weeks, she's opening her first studio. Wow. Like, she holds it down for a family yeah, of five. Like, it's just wild and seeing her show up, like she's, I get the inside look on her life, you know, like she has a five-year-old, she has a now nine-year-old and then a freshman in high school. Mm -hmm. And like, this woman is so, so busy and so like, it was sacrifice. Like she had to sacrifice a lot and she did. She, there was a couple months there where she was real broke. Like I remember but now she's creating this whole entire business, opening her own freaking studio. Like, it's just wild. Mm-hmm. So like her, and then hearing from, you know, what's funny is I've had so many single moms on my show. I don't, I must be attracted to them because like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, you're a single mom too. These women who have all been, are, or have been single mothers and like figured it out one step at a time. And I really feel like we have to learn to be not only patient and kind with ourselves, but to understand that it's a process and that like, we always want these goals so quick, but like it, 
we see people like become blossom into these like entrepreneurs and we think it happens quick, but in reality it takes years, you know, like it takes years and then it more years and more years and you build and you grow. And a lot of the work is inside, like sure. The hard work is outside, but a lot of the work is believing, like mm-hmm. literally believing that you can do it and then choosing to act on that belief. Um, because a lot of what I talk about and follow that fear came from that because fear alone, the word fear is a belief that we believe something is un, you know, not safe, scary or whatever. So it really has to do with our beliefs. Like fear is just something we're going to freaking have all the time, but what is the belief around it? So like, if you are nervous or scared about going for, you know, applying to this crazy job that you think is so cool that you have no experience in, well, what's the fear behind that? There's a belief. You believe you're not capable of doing the job or you believe that you're not good enough. So I feel like there a lot of, so much of the work is inside. And like, when I've seen these women, when I've heard their stories, it's just freaking inspiring to like realize like, okay, if a woman, like if a, a mom of five who holds it down to her whole family can quit her job, start an entire new venture, and then now is making lots of money, creating her own, doing life on her own terms. Y'all like, we, we can do it, you know? I love that. And I love that because I, I love the story about your sister. Like I have to go follow her right after this. Um, but I was going to say what I loved about her story is that her glow up brought a new skill set, new stream of income, a business, a freaking storefront studio. Like it was wild. My eyes were like just opening wider and wider every element of this story. So I love how the messy and imperfect not only led her to one glow up, but it's just, it's been, it keeps spiraling and growing. And one thing I always talk about on the podcast is that um, glow up is not just a one step. You, you can keep exponentially glowing up. And I think your sister is a complete, like perfect example of that. So that was like hand in hand. And thank you so much for sharing. Um, it's true about the glow up though. Like it is an ongoing process. Like mm-hmm. glowing up is, it's like blossoming. It's such a beautiful thing. And like the hard part is just getting, continuing to see it like that, like within the hard times. Cause the rough times is where you're like, you know, it's hard, but it's, it it is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, uh, you can tell she was multi-passionate cause she spent all these years invested in Mac and in makeup and in beauty field. But then, you know, you would have never thought like, oh my gosh, now she's completely pivoting to be in photography. So I wanted to kind of ask you, cause I know you're a multi-passionate creative as well. Um, how has it been for you to kind of pivot from podcasting and now you building a business around, you know, following your fears, your coaching, um, and we'll talk about what else you're up to, but tell us about, you know, in terms of being a multi-passionate creative, how you kind of stay centered. Yeah. You know, that's such a good question. And I think it's so relevant to my sister's story too, because when she was on my podcast, we talked a lot about niching down, mm-hmm. um, and what to do when you have all these passions and you're like into all of these things. Um, so number one, I think 
For the multi-passionate person, it's so important for us to just get a little comfortable acting, like taking action on the things that we find interest in. So like if you are interested in freaking making ornaments, like you should actually start making ornaments. Or if you are interested in like social media, like or this or that, write a book. Like if you want to write a book one day, maybe you got to start doing the process because for me, it took doing the things like I thought I wanted to be a fashion blogger and I had to cross that off the list so I could at least make my list smaller. And then I had to cross something else off my list. Like I didn't want to blog. I didn't want to write. Like these are the things I didn't want to do. And I think what really, really helped me stay, you know, figure out my path a little as a multi-passionate person. And I talk a lot about this on my podcast. Yeah. When I started my podcast, that was the first time I really started thinking about my audience in a certain way. Um, building community has been such a huge part of the Follow That Fear podcast. And what has helped me stay focused is being insanely obsessed with my audience. It's really, really important for me to like, one, get to know them. So like when I started my podcast and I didn't really have an audience, what I did is I thought about my cousin, right? I thought about her. And then I also created something called, and this is like more like down the marketing way, but like I I created an ICA, which is an ideal customer avatar, but basically it's like, who's your ideal customer? Who's your ideal listener? I not only like imagined her in my head, but I thought about my cousin and then I wrote down her entire lifestyle. So let's say she has kids, she has this, you know, she's a busy mom. She also goes to school part-time, blah, blah, blah. She likes to watch Netflix, whatever. Then I started thinking about like, okay, what does she want for herself and what are her challenges? And I started to really, really focus on her challenges. Well, she really wants to start a business, but she doesn't feel like she has time. She really wants to figure out her passion, but she doesn't know where to start. She really enjoys, you know, like spending time with her husband, but she never gets to. Like I wrote down every one of her challenges. And then what I started doing is every episode I started talking about those challenges because it would speak directly to her. So like, for example, if you're a person who struggles with, let's, for example, finding your passion, like, let's say you've tried a lot of things and you're finding, you know, you want to find, find your passion. Um, I would do an episode on like, you know, how to pick one thing and go for it or whatever. And when I started doing that, it kind of opened the floodgates to really, finding more people who, who were in that space and finding my audience. And once I found them, I would have dialogue with them. Like I used to DM every single follower who followed me on Instagram and I would introduce myself and say, Hey, this is Kat. I host the follow up your podcast. This is my show. This is when I post, um, feel free to DM me, blah, blah, blah. And what that did is one people reacted so well to it because it was audio. I sent an audio, um, little message, but they would tell me like, Oh, this podcast helped me so much. Blah, 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 blah. And every time someone gave me like a little shared a struggle with me, mm. I took it so personal. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm finding my tribe. I'm finding my people. I'm finding my community. And my audience, a hundred percent, is what has helped me stay focused because every time I want to do something else, 
I think about my audience and like, what if I just don't show up? Like, what if I, what if this person really needed to hear this guest today? You know, like I, it honestly came from a very like compassionate place and like caring. And I also want to say that like, when it comes to being multi-passionate, I think it's hard because we have it in our head to like, feel like we need to find our passion and finding your passion isn't really a thing. It's more about aligning with what feels good to you. And like you just mentioned earlier, the glow up is a process. It's going to evolve. It's going to change. It's the same with your passions and purpose. Like figure out what really like figure out a mission statement for yourself. Like I want to help women feel better. Like for me, my I want to help women believe that they want, they can do whatever the hell that they want to do, but figure out a mission, like a purpose, and then you can do all the things. I mean, if you want to start a business, you're definitely going to have to niche down just because in the beginning, you got to be known for something, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are known as podcasters and that is kind of what is making a mark in terms of what we do. And like people are starting to know us as podcasters, but of course that's not all we love and like, right? Like we like other things. We like business. We like this. We have kids with like, there are all these other things, but you have to start, um, in figuring out your passion, you got to start kind of small. And I'll say one more thing. My sister's episode, I should pull out the number, what number episode this was, but the the one with my sister, she talked a lot about this because she had a really hard time figuring out what her niche was going to be when she started photography. And in the beginning, she's like, I want to do it all. I love photography. Blah, blah, blah. And she said, then I realized a coach told her, her coach told her, if you were, a, if you had a problem with your brain, would you want to see a general practitioner or would you want to see a brain surgeon? Like people aren't going to, go toward, like, if you really want to build something, you need to be known for something first. Like, for example, if, you know, if you wanted to have like, uh, a steak, you could go to a steakhouse or you could go to Applebee's and get a steak, but at Applebee's, they're not known for their steaks. You're going to pay cheap. You're going to not remember the meal. But if you go to a steakhouse, you're going to remember that meal. You're going to remember, you're going to pay for it. But you're gonna like you know you're going there for quality, a good steak, for a good potato and whatever. So like in the beginning, you got to be known for something, mm-hmm. and and it just takes trying new things and and aligning with what just feels good. Like go off your feeling, like what feels fun and good. And that's why we've continued our podcast, right? Because it, it's fun. You meet these okay. women, you talk to these people, you build community. Like once you actually start doing the thing, you will quickly see if it doesn't work. Like we wouldn't have podcasts if we didn't like it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love what you said about aligning because when you were like, well, people, you know, they're always like, I'm trying to find my passion, but sometimes it finds you. Um, and I think that's where that's true. the place. So I love that so much. Uh, and kind of to wrap up the whole biz chat, I wanted to ask you, you know, what has been your biggest lesson? Because Follow That Fear is not even a year old. Yeah, it's not a year old. It's, I mean, the the podcast I put out in December of last, the, mm-hmm. yeah, last year. But um, let's see, my biggest lesson since I started is really trusting your intuition like a 
hundred, like a hundred. We have to just learn to like, we can do all the research in the world. We can look up all the, like listen to every podcast. We can do whatever. But a lot of the time, the answer that you're looking for, everything you need is already within you. You probably don't need anything. And I think what we need to exercise the most for a real glow up is really doing the inside work Mm. and learning to just learn to listen to our body and our intuition. And when we feel, I talk about this on Follow That Fear, because when you feel the fear, when you actually notice that you are scared about something, maybe you have an idea and you're like, that'd be cool. And then you're like, nah, 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 I can't do that. Okay, let's, let's, let's hone in on that, you know? Let's take it a couple steps back. So I feel like the bit, one giant lesson has been really learning to understand my intuition and trusting it, mm. being okay with the consequence or the outcome, trusting it, and just really, really aligning with, myself and what feels right and what gets me excited. And if typically there's fear around that, you feel fear, but typically that is the good thing. Like that is probably the thing that you should go towards if that's what your instinct is telling you to do. Yeah. Love that. And every time you said feel fear, I just kept thinking back to my first podcast episode and how I was like terrified. Like I was like shaking in my boots and then I knew the girl I was interviewing. Well, there was two. So I knew one, I knew half of the duo that I interviewed. Shout out to the Millie blog. Um, and I was literally like pacing around my kitchen counter. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm nauseous. Like it was an in-person interview. I was so nervous, but now I just hop on and, you know, talk to perfect strangers and it's just so fun and come so natural to me. So had I taken that experience and be like, Oh my God, it's too scary. It's too scary. It's too scary. Like I probably wouldn't even have a podcast. Exactly. And then, yeah. And then we just up level it. Right. Because like every time I get a little nervous, if I have like like a very popular person on my show. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> no, I've, got, I've still gotten like butterflies. They're like, I'm like, oh shit, like what if I, but not like that to that same element. Yeah. But imagine if you like start something else big, right? Like we're, it's just a getting to know that intuition and getting to know that feeling, like redoing it mm-hmm. over and over and over again. But I feel yeah. you. I remember my first episodes too. I was alone and I was still nervous. <laughs> love that. Um, I kind of want to switch gears um, to chat about, you've been really, really chatting a lot about this on your Instagram page. How you been incorporating TikTok, right? Everyone's like, okay, TikTok, the dances, the dances, ha ha ha. Like we're grown. We, we ain't into the dances. If anyone listening is into the dances, God bless your soul. Because my 14 year old sister is trying to teach me, Do right? Do your thing. Do <laughs> your thing. Have fun. <laughs> was trying to teach me and I'm like, I did one with her. I was like, I can't do this. I have horrible, I just can't. I horrible coordination, can't remember. 30 seconds, 60 seconds, whatever is not enough. But anyways, I digress. Tell us about how you've been playing around on TikToks to bring awareness to your podcast and your business. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have a really good friend, Erica Cruz, who she's like a TikTok expert. And she's the really one, the one that put me on it because she blew mm. up pretty fast. And last, no, I think it was August. I decided to, honestly, I wanted to try TikTok. I had been on it a little bit, 
But if you're new to any platform, it's hard in the beginning. Like you don't get it. It's hard to create anything. And it's just kind of annoying. And I really wanted to play with this platform because it's so different from Instagram in that it's one, it's, it's such a fun platform. It's like literally fun and funny. And then two, it's super short video content. And the, the personality of the, the TikTok user is so different. So anyways, October, I decided to do a 30-day challenge because I was like, this is how I'm going to challenge myself to actually do the thing. And I would show up on my Instagram and be like, okay, day one, this is what I did. Day two, what, you know, whatever. And with time, my friend kept telling me, just trust it. Just show up for your audience. Just show up with content. Talk about what you talk about on the podcast, la da 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 and it started really growing. And like, you know, I think for people who are interested in learning about TikTok and what it could do for their business, I would think about these things, like keep these tips in mind. Number one, TikTok has become a huge how to learning platform. People are learning how to do so many things. Um, there is, I don't have her name, but there is a housekeeper that started a TikTok. Um, maybe in March or something. And she would just show the houses that she would clean. This is how you clean a sink. This is what I do. She has over a million followers on TikTok now and now has sponsorships and like all these opportunities. Same with this one chick. She was showing people how to cook. This is how you make carne asada, like whatever. Now millions of followers has a business out of it. But what it really is, and I don't think a lot of people know this about the platform, but if you're really on there, it is a learning platform. And I think it could do a lot of, it's just interesting how many folks are actually learning how to do so many things on TikTok. So I would, number one, keep that in mind. And then number two, like, it's fun. Like, it is a place for you to show personality without, like, you would be cheesy and funny. Like, I remember I did one of, like, it's important to do trendy videos, right? So in the beginning, when you're first starting out and you really want to grow, you have to mix the trends with your business and content that you actually want to say. Yeah. So like do the trends, make it related to like your business or podcast or whatever, but that is how you're going to grow because the trends are really are, are the posts that are going to get eyes on you. And then little by little, you'll get posts. And I had recently my post that went, pretty viral. Now it's at 200 K and, um, that one post it's been a month and it's still bringing followers. Mm. Like it's crazy, but I'm continuing to show up for my audience. And I'd also a big difference from Instagram is I'm getting honest, true, authentic questions mm. from people. Like they are asking, well, how did you do this? Or like, what would you recommend if I have a clothing business? Would you also use like the questions that I would never get on Instagram, like yeah. never, like specific questions. Like it's just the mindset is different yeah. from users on TikTok. So I think it's an amazing platform. I personally don't think it's going anywhere. I don't think reels has like anything on TikTok because it's not so much the content and how it looks it's about your mindset when you're on that platform. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's a different user. It's just a different, you come into TikTok with a different personality versus not personality, but a different intention versus Instagram. And I think it's just fun. Like it's, 
it's if it's a way for you to for your audience to see a different side of you that's like more silly and funny and creative and um yeah yeah but I, I'd say it starts by showing up really starts by showing up love that um yeah I just like I'm overwhelmed and I've been giving reels a try and like I'm still overwhelmed so definitely just gotta gotta take some steps back figure it out um you gotta find your easy thing because one TikTok I spent like an hour and a half doing and I was like I'm never doing this again um but then I started really like I was like I just have to show up what is the quickest way and then I would do something for that and then do something again and like you figure out your way, you just kind of almost got to like take off all of the weight on it. Like we feel like, oh, it has to be cool. No, you yeah. can just be okay with looking a little funny and looking a little messy and, you know, just have fun. Just go for it. Love it. Um, so to wrap up, I want to ask you, how would you define a glow up? And do you have a glow tip for the listeners? Yeah. How would I define a glow up? I'd say glowing up is is really flourishing and becoming the real you because i feel like the it's already in you like if we look and we think and we really start thinking about the the woman that we want to be in like 10 years if we show up like her now that's the glow up. Like that's it. You don't need the stuff. You don't need the accolades. It's literally just living your purpose now with the wisdom and maturity of the person that we want to be in 10 years. So I think the glow up is like, it's in you and it's living your truth. Mm -hmm. Like it is living your honest truth is your glow up. And my glow up tip, I mean, I kind of, I think it's the same thing I kind of said before, but I, I guess the glow up tip for me is really trusting your intuition and, mm-hmm. and taking action on it, regardless of what people say, regardless of your own excuses, because yeah. we will always have them. But if you, if you are really sick and tired of like being where you're at and you want more of that glow up, you want more of that growth, you want more of feeling more authentically for real you, then you're going to have to start trusting your intuition. Like you're going to have to start trusting your intuition and you're going to have to stop giving up about what people think. Like, and I mean our family, you know, and I mean our friends, like the people that are close to us, because that's who we really, you know, are usually nervous about. So that's, that's what I would say. I love it. Magic music to my ears. Well, Kat, thank you so much for joining me. I wanted to just close the show with asking, you know, what are you up to yeah. for the rest of this crazy year, 2020? What are we wrapping up with? Because, you know, we're in September now. Yeah. And, like, after this, like, it's winter. Well, there's not, is there winter in California? Not really. No. Yeah. Well, I know. It's coming, girl. I'm in Boston. It's coming. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> even imagine. I don't even... That's wild, but it's so beautiful. Sometimes I wish there was snow here. Cause I'm like, I, sometimes during Christmas, it's like 75 degrees. Yeah. And it's like, that sounds nice, but 
you really just want to cuddle inside on Christmas. I'm like, it's, it's on its way. I'm like already, like I was online shopping yesterday. I was like just poking around. I was like, oh, turtlenecks and sweaters and cozy hoodies. I can't wait. Um, yeah. <laughs> but my point being, anyways, um, sidetracking here about my love for fall and winter sometimes <laughs> up to apparel. You know, what are you up to for the rest of this year and where can we find you online? Yeah. So um, you can find me at Kat Del Carmen, C-A-T-D-E-L-C-A-R-M-E-N. Um, and I'm really excited. So this month on the 29th, I'm hosting a, uh, it's actually a podcast masterclass and I'm teaching folks how to start a podcast. And I'm also going to be launching my first course, which is focused on marketing podcasting, mm -hmm. because you know more than anybody that starting the podcast is not the hardest thing in the world. It's getting it out there and getting it on ears, getting people on the show. Like that is the importance. Cause like anybody could kind of start one. Right. I always get a lot of questions about like, what, what tech do you use and what, and I'm like, that's not the hard stuff, you know, like the hard stuff is really, really growing the community, which you have done so freaking well. And I'm going to have you on my show too. One of these oh, days, I can't wait. One day, I'll be there. Um, Cause I could pick you. your brain all day, oh, but um, so yeah, if you're interested in that, you can go to catdelcarmen.com slash podcast masterclass and I'm really, really excited. I just want people, and I know you could resonate with this, like I want to empower people to share their message that is really in their heart. Like if you want to share stories, if you want to share your own message, like podcasting is such a beautiful platform and it's allowed people like you and me to create these communities out of nothing. I mean, like just because it was in our heart, you know? So it's, it's just such a beautiful thing. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for I showing up. That. Thank you so much for joining me for all the gems you dropped. Like that I need, I need a luggage luggage to throw all the gems in there. Like, <laughs> okay. Thank you for all the sweet words. Thank you for being my pod gal across the country. Um, and yeah, um, everyone check out Kat and see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glove Effect Podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the Glow Up Effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the Glow Up 